Yes, he is, ladies and gentlemen. Joining us via remote, the Disk Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline, where he is, uh, as we speak, at his uh, palatial estate, enjoying all of the great outdoors the garden has to give. He's Doug Oster, of course, DougOster.com. We're going to take the 10th caller right now at 412-922-1020. Guess what you're going to win? I'm so glad you asked. A $25 gift certificate from the incredible folks that are Randy Sorgel and company at Sorgel's out in Wexford. What a beautiful time of year to get out and visit your friends at Sorgles. Ladies and gentlemen, remember, if you have a question for Doug, and we would love to hear from you early and often, 866-391-1020. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, tiptoeing through the tulips. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Doug Oster. How are you, Douglas? Good morning. Well, I really like that forecast. I wasn't expecting that. The, the one that I looked at online had no rain until next Saturday, and... Man, this has been tough. I hope you got rain uh, out there. You guys got rain last uh, last night and yesterday, but I didn't get anything. And so it's dry out there. I've already got a sprinkle going on the grass. I put in some new grass seed this year, and it's been a tough year to keep it going. About three-quarters of it looks good, and about a quarter of it looks terrible. And as I said, it's been it's been tough. You know, I've seen a lot of blossom end rot with, on tomatoes, which is just that brown and black on the bottom of a tomato, and that's a watering issue. And I hope I get rain today. I I sure need it. I do not want to be watering. I hate watering. You know, if you could see the the video I did on watering from Pittsburgh Today Live at uh, DougOster.com, and uh, you could just see how much I hate dragging that hose around. But uh, I I was. Uh, Working around the garden yesterday, it's nice to get cooled off a little bit and uh, certainly picking lots of tomatoes. I hope you are, too. Got some stuff coming up here. Um, Thursday at 7 p.m., I will be hosting a webinar, and it's all about next year's trip to Croatia. People are signing up. Hopefully by then we'll be back to normal. But if not, of course, you'd get all your money back. But you can find all the details at DougOster.com. Uh, but I've really, I've waited a long time for this Croatia trip. It has to be booked basically a year in advance. We're going to be on this boat with uh, just 36 people. It's not a boat, it's a big yacht. So uh, I'll be talking about that in the webinar. You can learn all about it on Thursday. Um, I wanted to tell you also, I've got some information there about a rare daffodil sale, which is underway at a place I talk about all the time. It's called Joe Ham's Daffodil Hortus, which means collection, and it is a the greatest collection of daffodils, blooming daffodils, in western Pennsylvania. It's down in Washington, and this time of the year, they start selling bulbs. They're a nonprofit, and you can get things there that you just can't get anywhere else. He's got thousands and thousands of different varieties, and whatever he has extra of, he's selling to try and keep that hortus going. It is a place I'll talk about in the spring that this year we couldn't go down there really because of COVID, but uh, next year hopefully we can go down there. I'd like to all go down together. You know, uh, it's a, it's free, and just to see the blossoms, it, it it's just one of the most amazing places I've ever been to. Joe Ham uh, is an amazing guy. He lost his legs uh, due to uh, a medical condition, and his sister uh, takes care of him, plus lots of other people there. Uh, his neighbor w- works there. The two of them together are called call themselves the Field Sisters, and it's just it is a great thing. It is something that's local, and even though you know me, how cheap I am, I'm 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 buying some really cool daffodil bulbs. Uh, because I love to grow different things. It's an interesting way to order daffodils, too, because 
they'll just there's just like a list of and it's all again it's all online it's at dougoster.com but there's like a list of the names of the daffodils the year they're from the division there are there's like 14 different divisions of daffodils and then you've got to you know if you really want if you don't know what it is and I don't know what any of them are uh, by name you go to a, another website and you see the what it looks like I'm looking for all what we call Division Four, which are doubles. Uh, I talk about this often. I love the the shape and uh, the look of double flowers, and especially when it comes to daffodils. And there's some in there, you know, back to the 1700s, maybe before, but just lots of cool stuff there. Just take a look at it, see what you think. Also, a story I just did all about invasives and what to do about invasives and what they're doing at the Audubon Society of Western Pennsylvania at Beechwood Farms. They have a lot of Good ideas on how to beat invasives. Uh, you know, we all deal with invasives. Uh, I have one here, uh, bamboo, that I planted, which was the biggest mistake I ever made. But I got a lot of good ideas when I did that interview for the Audubon Society of Western PA. Now, in a couple weeks, and I'll talk a lot more about it next uh, Sunday, the tomato and garlic days at Phipps, uh, is something that I uh, helped found uh, as a way to get produce directly to the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. Well, now we cannot do it in person. It's going to be virtual. So there's going to be four days and two weeks. Every night there's going to be presentations from 6 to 8 p.m. Uh, again, it's all virtual, and I've got a couple cool classes. <laughs> the first class is uh, how to get five harvests when you plant garlic and how to grow garlic. Uh, that's one of, you know me, that's one of my passions. And I can't wait to do it. Um, I, I love talking about the, the way to plant garlic and how to harvest it, how to get those five harvests. And then later in the week, I'll be making two recipes live. <laughs> uh, each of those recipes includes 50 cloves of garlic. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to have so much fun. That one we're doing in the uh, the kitchen at Phipps at the uh, Botany Hall. And to to get all those classes, it's 60 bucks. Uh, and, of course, the money goes towards the, the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank since we can't uh, directly donate uh, at Phipps like we used to in the past. This is probably, geez, 16th or 17th year I've been doing it. Uh, I always pay my daughter $25 to dress up like a tomato, so I'm going to have to do the same thing. I don't know. And that price has never gone up. It's still 25. <laughs> no, it never, well, Come I, on. I I paid my son who's now 33 or 4 somewhere in there. I paid him 20 bucks back in the day. So she has she makes 5 bucks more. And every time she complains <laughs> about the price. I said, well, maybe you don't want to do it. And I know she loves the attention. So while I'm doing my uh, virtual classes, I think I'm going to have to have my daughter dressed as a tomato, maybe as an assistant. <laughs> I'm not sure. But again, we'll talk a lot more about that. That information is all at the FIPS website, hey, too. But let me let me jump in here with one thing. So by the right. way, congratulations, Diane Oakdale, the winner. So I had some tree work done, okay, which you know. And it turned out spectacular, but we had to remove a couple of trees. So let me just give you an idea how you don't realize how things are growing around. And even if you have to remove some of the dead wood, with all due respect, it can actually brighten your day. So I go into my basement. I have glass block windows, which I absolutely love. And uh, keeps me in and keeps people out, if you get my drift. So <laughs> the bottom line the bottom line is I, I went, boy, these contacts that I got from the eye doctor are amazing. I can see. I, I'm, I'm so excited. And then I realized I had all this extra sun that I had been really 
being deprived of because of this dead wood. So little did I know, removing a tree that really had since seen its better days has let the sun shine in. So there is a good ending to that tree that had to leave my yard. So oh, that's per- that's pretty interesting. Uh, I never thought it, of it, Doug. I never well, thought you, of it. You live with it one way for a long time, and then when it's removed, like you said, you're you're you're, you're saying, "Wow, uh, the, these contacts are amazing!" Right? But you just see the sun coming through those glass block, block windows. That's pretty cool. Yeah, well, that's it. But you know, you watching these people work and what they do, these arborists, and we talk about Davy Tree. They'll be back with you next week. They are surgeons in the air, are they not? I can't imagine doing that job, and especially in a summer like this. You know, this has been a hot, dry one, and uh, I give it up for those guys. Uh, you know, I, at least once a year I get a crew from Davy over here because some tree falls and, and basically covers the trails. And so we need to get them moved. And, yeah, geez, uh, they work hard, man. That's something I'm trying to avoid, Rob, is working hard. <laughs> listen, whenever you figure it out, please, oh, please let me know. All right, listen, we're going to take a break. Uh, people really lining up to talk to Doug. We've got Susie. We've got Mary. Another call coming in. We have room for you as well, 866-391-1020. I cannot stress enough this Dollar Bank Instant Access resource. If you have a question for Doug, just go to kdkradio.com, type up the question, and I will lay it to him. We'll take a very short break, check some sports, and then get right to your phone calls. It is Doug Oster, his show, The Organic Gardener, DougOster.com. Okay, Doug, I got one question as uh, Ben Commodos gets the rest of these calls racked and ready to go. We're back. And by the way, I do want to remind you to purchase a Yinzer thank you bar and say thank you to our essential frontline workers in the region. Proceeds support the Pittsburgh Emergency Medicine Foundation. Made a delicious Harris chocolate. It features the artwork of Rob Rogers, the great Rob Rogers, one of my all-time favorites to purchase or to win a box of Yinzer thank you bars. Visit 93.7thefan.com. Um I'm curious, say if you have a contract with a with a lawn company, and, and I want people to make their paycheck, don't get me wrong, and maybe a commercial building, something of that nature. My grass, and I was joking with Mary Hours today, I just told the neighbors I'm doing construction work because it looks like somebody's been digging in the dirt as opposed to growing grass. I mean, it's just, it's dirt. I said I see little bunny rabbits pushing Tonka trucks out there. because they're, they're, <laughs> they're, And if you grew up in the 60s, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But, Doug... Why would you want, and, and listen, why would you want to cut your grass right now? Seriously. Yeah, no reason to do it. Unless you, you uh, live a little south of us and you got all that rain, it might be time to cut it. But yeah, no no reason cutting it here. You know, one of the nice things about doing the radio show from home is during the break, I ran out and moved that sprinkler a little bit. Now, in your case, with your lawn, it's gone dormant. It's brown. That's fine. It, it'll come back as soon as things uh, rain, but in my case, I, this is new, newly uh, planted seed in the last month, and so if I let that go, that's just not going to make it. It hasn't established itself. So, in the case of an established lawn, if it's already gone brown, let it do its thing. Now things have cooled off. Hopefully, that forecast—that's what's going to happen. We might get some rain tonight or tomorrow. I hope so. All right, let's get to the phones. A busy morning for Doug. Let's start off in Cranberry and say hi to Mary. Mary, welcome to uh, the Organic Gardener with Doug Oster. How are you? Okay, how are you? Good. Oh, that's good. I have a little problem with my Italian green beans. Okay. Uh, they, uh, they're they climbing the uh, trellis real well, and they're bushy and big leaves and healthy looking. But all I got was about a handful of beans last month and nothing since then. 
there's only one blossom on the the, uh, the bush. Nothing at all. No blossoms. What well, is the I problem? think uh, my, I can only guess to, to think that it's it's a uh, heat related uh, slash water related uh, thing with the beans. Some some varieties of beans will stop blossoming when it gets real hot. I have a feeling that now things are cooling off a little bit. Uh, as long as those plants are getting the water they need, they'll start blooming again for you, and you'll be picking handful after handful of those Italian beans as we get some rain and things cool off. So don't worry about it. All right, Mary, thank you for the call. We appreciate it, and good luck with those Italian green beans. Let's talk to uh, Susie, who's up next for Doug Oster. Hi, Susie. Um, good morning and um, everything. I um Actually, this is something that I found out about three months ago. There's a plant. If I had the book with me and the, the actual plant that I almost purchased, it's like a, um, a cactus plant. and It actually adheres to deer tick. And if you purchase it, it'll be in your house. You know what ticks do to deer in the wild. So I just wanted to um, let your listeners know, that because plants give up oxygen, I absolutely love gardening and things like that. It's a plant that you bring in your house, and it has deer ticks on it. What is the plant? I can't, I can't, it's, it's a long, long name, but it looks like a, similar to a cactus plant. It's small, and I had purchased it, and I went to look, and I looked in my, in my book. I threw it away. It actually had deer tick on them. Wow. And I had talked to the manager at one store. I won't mention the store that I purchased it at. It was a gardening store, though. Anyway, and he explained it to me, and I said, yeah, but that's not something that you want in your house at all Absolutely because not. deer would what they do to deer in the wild is they eat them you know so that's a plant to stay away from thanks for the tip yeah th- all right thank you have a good day all right Susie. thank you dollar bank instant access for doug this is from vince from butler he says hey love your show doug my question is about pepper plants wilting randomly my pepper plants wilt and die it seems to be just a random thing with bell peppers my chili and jalapenos are doing well thank you well, again, I, I don't know what the watering's like. That's the first thing to consider. There are some fungal diseases that can affect uh, peppers. So we need to really take a close look. When that is wilting, is there a discoloration of the foliage? Uh, what's happening there? I would love if you, if, I, if you get me a picture of them, and I could probably uh, do a better job of helping you that way. And if you just go to DougOster.com, there's a contact thing there, and we can we could talk about it. I I would love to help you, but without seeing that pepper plant, uh, if that thing is getting watered the right way, there's got to be some other, some other kind of issue uh, where it could be something underground or above ground. Hopefully, you can get me a picture. Thanks for the question. All right, listen. Before we take another call, we've got a break in about a minute and a half. Doug, let's talk about rare daffodil sale underway right now. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm very excited about that with uh, Joe Ham's daffodil hortus. Uh, I I ordered $40 worth of daffodils, and uh, th- there's just so many cool varieties out there that, uh, that you can't get anywhere else. Uh, it's it's an amazing place, uh, and it's a great thing to support. And as I said, I'm, I'm hoping we can all go down together next spring and, and check it out. The last time I, I went, uh, it was just uh, miraculous. You take, you know, I took somebody down there that had never seen it before, and that is just a thrill. And you can see some of the pictures uh, at my website where, it, where what it looks like, and, and Joe with the daffodils, and they're just so dedicated to to this creation, uh, you know, of just about 
every daffodil you could possibly imagine. I, I, I told the story before, but they had uh, Spencer Tracy was a named variety from, I think, 1942, and there was no Catherine Hepburn in the beds. And so those field sisters I was talking about, they said, Joe, uh, there's no no Catherine Hepburn. And so when uh, something came up that wasn't didn't look the way it was supposed to look, which means it's a sport, a new variety of daffodil, he named it. Catherine Hepburn, and so they they grow a couple beds apart, but they are together again. <laughs> and there's lots of little stories like that uh, with the plants. Uh, it's it's pretty wonderful, Rob. It is pretty wonderful. We'll take a short break. We'll come back. Doug's got a lot more to get to, plus your phone calls. We do have one line available. It's been a very busy morning for Doug. 866-391-1020. Stay with us. Ah, uh, yes, he is. And if you're the 10th caller, you're going to win a gift certificate to a place that Doug and I absolutely love, Janoski's Farms out in Clinton. All those great canning tomatoes and peppers available for you right now. So, folks... 412-922-1020. 10th caller wins that gift certificate. You know, it just gets better at these local sponsors, does it not, Doug? Oh, yeah. This is the time. It's harvest time. You know, i got to get out to Janoski's. I want, I want some of that stuff. And uh, all our sponsors, you know, this is a time for nursery stock. Uh, you know me, I'm cheap, and there's a lot of stuff on sale. I've, I've been going to the nursery every couple of days. Even though it's hot and dry like this, I'm keeping it alive until I can plant it. And, yeah, visit our sponsors, please. And I need to clarify something. Yes. Uh, the, da- the daffodil sale, it's happening right now. And all the information is at DougOster.com. You know, that cheapness you have has rubbed off on me. You realize what you've done to me. <laughs> if, if Patty Janoski wouldn't have given me some free Janoski's gear, I'd have nothing to wear today. <laughs> You realize that? What you've done it looks there. good, brother. Thank brother, you. It looks good. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, if I could just get it in a, a 2XL, that means something <laughs> in the way of this walking would be paying off. All right, ladies and gentlemen, what do you say we go to Baden, Pennsylvania, and say hello to Jim? Wants to talk grub worms. Hey, Jim, welcome to the program. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, grub, Doug. I was splitting some firewood, come across a cavity full of black earth, and there were 20 grub worms in there, big ones, as big as my finger. When they were round, like, oh, when they curled up, they were big as a golf ball. What do those grub worms become? Should I use them for fishing bait or let them mature into something else? They would be great for fishing bait. It's something you really don't have to worry about. You know, the only time we really worry about grubs is when we find a lot of them in the yard and a lot of them means like as many as you found only in a one by one square foot uh area when we just kind of scalp the turf off and take a look at it and so most probably my guess would be those will turn into japanese beetles but there are lots of different types of grubs out there that make make all sorts of different things and so the fact that these, it was in the middle of that wood like that um uh, yeah, you're gonna yeah a lot. these were in the in firewood i mean inside a big oak right i think you're going to catch a lot of fish with those grubs but you don't know what they turned into now uh, i mean there's so many different species of of grubs out there it could be anything it's going to turn into some kind of beetle-esque insect but usually nothing to worry about it's just part of nature all right as big as they are whatever they turn into i don't want to be there Let's put it that way. Man, those things sound humongous. You know, yeah, that's, a, that's a big grub, I'll tell you. Hey, how do you get uh, night crawlers out of the ground to go fishing as opposed to having to go buy your own bait? Is there a way to do that, Doug? 
you know, the way I remember it, the way we used to do it, uh, this is back in the in the dark ages, we would water the, the we, I lived on an, an acre lot, and we would water a certain part of the lot, and then at night they would come up, and uh, that's when we would get them. The other the way I used to do it is, as a kid, we would just sit there and watch the robins, and as soon as the robin would land on the grass looking for a worm, we would chase the robin away, and we'd get, get the nightcrawler. I'm sure there's lots of other ways to do it. Uh, when I started gardening, it was easy to find nightcrawlers because they're all through the compost and everything, and my kids and I used to go out there and upturn this and that and dig a little bit and get some nightcrawlers, and off to fishing we'd go. Good to be a kid and digging in the dirt with Dad. That's a good story. Let's go to Tom in Churchill. Tom, how you doing? You're on the air with Doug Oster, News Radio 1020 KDKA Radio. Good morning. I'm good. How are you guys doing? Good, 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 good. Uh, hey, Doug, I have, uh, what is it, uh, uh, hostas. And uh, what's happening, it's, it's not a special breed. They're just basic hostas. And the outer foliage and some of the inner foliage is turning brown. What I wanted to know, the, the bed that I have them in, would I be able to cut them back now, or is there a certain time, that, or do you just wait and let them wilt on their own? Are they out in the sun? Yes. Yeah, that, that's, just let them do their thing. Uh, if you can get water on them, they'd be happier. Oh, okay. But, yeah, that's a plant that really loves to be in the shade, and when we see them out in the sun, they'll survive anything. They are tough as nails. Uh, but when we see them out in the sun, that's what—that's just what they do. They're just like, oh, I can't handle the sun, and they'll start to brown up on the edges. Get some water on them. And when things cool off, when we do get some, some rain, uh, hopefully today or tomorrow, They'll bounce back. Don't worry about it. I don't ever cut back my hostas. I let them uh, fade away on their own when things get cold, and then I move them if I need to move them. Uh, I split them in the spring just as they're coming up, and it it's, uh, gives you a lot, uh, a lot more hostas to add to the landscape. Well, okay, because I know, like you're saying, the area I have them in, it gets a lot of sun. And when they're, like in the early spring, they're as healthy as could be. But then right. now towards this time of year and the, with the kind of weather we're having, yeah, uh, and I really haven't been giving them that much water. I would really consider, if it's possible, if you really want the plants to look their best year-round, uh, you know, moving them in the spring to a place that's, that's shady. Uh, otherwise, Whenever we get a season like this, that's what they're going to look like. All right. Thank you, Doug. Okay. All righty. All right. We've got time for one more call before our next break. Don't forget, quick deli meats from the deli. That's our topic coming up next hour in the Coons Cooking Hour. And then Jim Meredith, Kirk Carlson, Heffron Tillerson, Germani, and you. Peter and Crafted. Peter, how you doing? Good morning. Oh, good morning, gentlemen. <clears throat> uh, Doug, uh, I got uh, some basil and uh, some parsley and some uh, lettuce and a tomato plant, just one in uh, two planters, two large planters on my patio. Now, when I water, uh, I just watered this morning, and there was one of my tomatoes is, is uh, cracked. And my tomatoes are very small. They're still green, and I got about four of them. But I noticed water at the bottom of my catcher of the plant. You know, you've got your... your, your, mm-hmm. your I, I understand. So it's, <laughs> now, now, can I take that water with a sponge and... Squirt it back into the planter, or should I just get rid of it? Because I know it's dark, and and I, did I do something wrong when I put the dirt in? No, not at all. I mean, when you've got that kind of puddling effect at the bottom, that tells you that the plant basically has everything it needs. I would actually wait a little bit and see if it sucks up what's in there. If it doesn't suck up what's in there yet, yeah, get it out of there if you can. 
uh-huh. that's just, you don't want you don't want those plants to have wet feet. But it, it, I think that in this condition here, when we got these no rain days and warm temperatures, that that plant's going to suck up that water pretty quickly, and nothing to worry about there. The only thing I would think about for the tomato, how big is the container? Uh, oh, it's about uh, 15 inches uh, in diameter. All right, I, I would definitely think about fertilizing that tomato to, to keep it happy here all the way through till we, we end the season in October. And so there's a fertilizer I'm using from a company called DRAM. It's D-R-A-M-M, mm-hmm. and it's called, it's called Dramatic. It's made out of uh, fish and seaweed, but you can find yeah. organic liquid fertilizers at any nursery and give yeah. it a little bit of, of love that way and to keep it yeah, I'm just worried about the, way. the tomatoes. They're not getting any bigger. I mean, they're getting bigger a little slowly. I plant yeah, it that's late. What, that's I why I think the fertilizer would help you. Okay, thank you very much. All right, thank you. All right, Doug, i got about a minute before the break. It's all yours. Anything? Yeah, uh, Thursday at 7 p.m. I'm hosting a digital webinar. It's all about my upcoming trip next year to Croatia. Even though it's a year away, in July, uh, I need to have it booked here by the end of August, early September. Uh, I'll be talking all about the trip, showing you slides. Uh, People are signing up for the trip, and as I said, hopefully by then, everything will be back to normal. We'll be able to travel again. I I certainly miss traveling, and I'm sure you miss a lot of other things, too. Uh, If we don't go, you get all your money back. And so uh, you can find all those details about that trip and about the webinar Thursday at 7 at DougOster.com. Back with more with Doug in just a moment. Congratulations to Mary Evans City, winner of that incredible $25 gift certificate from Janoski's. Doug? Well, time to welcome Mrs. Know-It-All. That's horticulturalist Denise Schreiber. And, Denise, I want to start off talking about that giant tomato. <laughs> so that giant tomato is actually a paste tomato. It's called San Marzano Redorta unlike the regular San Marzanas. Uh, it's a seed I got from Seeds from Italy. Um, and they're always a bigger tomato. But this one I went out to pick the other day and went, oh, wow. And I brought it in and put it on a food scale, and it was 14 ounces, 14 and one-eighth ounce tomato, just one. And so... I, you know, was making uh, some tomato sauce, and I made sure I saved the seed from that one. Now, I do water. I have soaker hoses in my garden. But my other ones, these San Marzano Redortas, are actually a pretty big paste tomato as opposed to the regular ones. They're usually about 8 ounces. The other ones are about 4 ounces. Nice thick walls, lots of meat, very few seeds. But I made sure I'd save the seeds from that one. Uh, just in case in case there's some genetic difference in there and I can get bigger tomatoes. What was it about that one that made you try it? Because I have I know you've talked about that variety a lot, and I've read a lot about that variety. What was it that made you pick that to, to plant? Well, when I was reading the plant description in the catalog, it said, you know, San Marzanos are usually you know, four to six ounces. Um, so they're a small tomato and when you're making sauce you know you really need a lot of meat tomatoes and they said this one is you know normally is like six to eight ounces 
And so it's like, okay, so that's pretty much double the size of the regular variety. And so I'm like, okay, so I grew it last year and really liked it. And it has green shoulders usually, but that doesn't make a difference. They still ripen. And so this year, even with this drought, I'm like, wow, I hit the jackpot with this baby. So I'm saving the seed and hopefully there weren't a lot of seeds. There were maybe 30 seeds in this tomato. And you know there's always tons more. Right. Now, did you get any rain? Uh, It sprinkled a little bit yesterday in the morning. But that's really been it. I mean, I've been out there watering. Um, and we, everybody's been talking about blossom end rot on their tomatoes. But most people don't realize that there are also blossom end rot on your peppers. So they'll suffer the same way. And it's not a lack of calcium. The calcium is already in the fruit. It's not having the water to move the calcium properly throughout the fruit, which is why you see the blossom end rot. And there was a question about Italian beans that weren't flowering. She got some early in the season, uh, and then during this, this heat wave, she's not getting any beans. My guess was that just that variety, it just can't stand that heat. Uh, like a uh, like a runner bean uh, oftentimes won't, will just flower, but it won't put beans on. What right. would your guess be? Part the problem is, I was just reading this last night, actually, that because of the high heat and high humidity, we're not a lot of plants aren't producing flowers to be pollinated as much because cool temperatures usually trigger some flowering in plants, and it doesn't have to be like in the 40s and 50s, you know. But 70s are nice. Uh, I think we're going to see that maybe once this week. Um, I'd be thrilled. I was thrilled after yesterday, and so when the temperatures are a little bit cooler the blossoms form better and then we have better pollination because you know the insects in this high heat aren't necessarily doing a lot of pollinating they'll do it early in the morning if they don't get to it they're kind of done for the day they go cool off somewhere all right denise you go cool off and i'm going to do the same thing i'm going to keep watering today even though i think there might be some rain coming but yeah keep your fingers crossed Oh, I am, I am. You know, it's funny, as a gardener, I'm just watching that radar uh, app on my phone every afternoon, hoping that we get get at least a pop-up shower. Yeah, I, I do, too. All right, thanks, Denise. Doug, you've got one minute, so it's all yours. Well, lots of things going on. I've got that uh, webinar that I'm hosting Thursday at 7 o'clock. It's all about that trip to Croatia. Uh, also, we talked about this, the, the rare daffodil sale is underway Right now, for Joe Ham's Daffodil Hortus, uh, I've got a story about what to do with dealing with invasives. Uh, this is all at DougOster.com. And then in two weeks, I want you to sign up for this virtual version of the Tomato and Garlic Days. It supports the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. As gardeners, we can do a lot to help the hungry. Uh, and if you sign up for the Tomato and Garlic Days, you get four days of great classes from 6 to 8. I'm doing two of those classes, but the chefs are doing a bunch of other ones. It'll be a lot of fun. Ready to finish up here, Rob? Yes, sir. Remember, organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow and every garden you grow. All right, go cool off in the sprinkler. Relax. Enjoy your day, okay? You too. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's the organic gardener, DougOster.com. Quick 
Meats and treats from the deli at Coons Market. Can't wait to dive in. It is the Coons Cooking Hour after Boris checks that news. Rob Pratt Sunday in three minutes. Good morning.